Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. <laughs> Have that you stinking Chelsea scumbags. Absolutely delicious. Maybe, is that maybe the best, best result of the season? In terms of in context of, not even fuck the context, I don't care about the context. In terms of beating, what, the biggest side? City, I guess, City at home, Chelsea. Another game that we win with Antonio Conte not there, whatever. You know, I'm not going to talk about that today. But, just delicious. Delicious that we've actually managed to beat them when they're shit, that we haven't been the team that's kind of turned their fortunes around, that it's been Dr. Tottenham and all that type of bullshit, that we've just turned up and done a professional job. What I will say, oh yeah, I'm still a little bit short breath, but I am I'm much better at the moment. Thank you very much for asking. I know it's been a couple of weeks where I haven't done like the studio pod. I did the uh, the pod after West Ham. Um, and I really probably shouldn't have done. I really was not feeling very well then at all. Um, and this past week, I've barely felt human, really. Um, but the past couple of days, I've started to, do you know what I mean, feel all right again. But um, for anybody that says COVID's just a bit of a cold, nah, man, it, it's no joke. But anyway, we're not here to talk about that. We've just beaten Chelsea off the back of beating West Ham as well, which is important, right? We've beaten two teams that classically always completely up their game against us. We're sitting now in the top four. Yep, I know Newcastle got a couple of games in hand, but still the pressure's on them now. It's in their court. The ball is in their court. Um, It's just fantastic. It's a fantastic result for us today. First half, you know, it was a bit 50-50. Chelsea are scrappy. Chelsea are not good at all, actually. I think Chelsea are really bad. Um, But we weren't particularly good in the first half. But as we do, second half Tottenham showed up. And honestly, I thought we were mostly in complete control Um, in the second half. Great performance. Um, Everybody worked hard, I thought. And it's just... that's. That's where you can start to get excited about the team, right? When you can see them actually working. When you can see players who are committed to something. They seem to be committed to one another. Um, I've got to say, I will talk about him individually. I do think Richarlison is a big part of that. I think his kind of, his endeavour, his spirit is absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, maybe we're not seeing the kind of the, again, we're not seeing the sort of the, the, the sort of what we would want from a flashy Brazilian number nine sort of thing. But really, when you think about all the positives that he showed at Everton, it was it was the dog in him, right? It was the fight. It was the digging deep to basically drag Everton out of out of the relegation places. That's that's what really I think sort of drew us to him and that's what I've really liked about him in the in these times that we've seen him. It's not saying that Sonny doesn't have that. I think Sonny works hard, but it's 
is different. I don't think it comes naturally to Sonny. You know, Sonny is a... He's like he's a... It's like asking a, a fine-tuned precision sports car to go round a sort of a mud track, you know, against a load of sort of monster trucks or something like that. I think Richarlison is more that guy. I think he... Do you know who he... Funnily enough, who he actually reminds me of a bit is... Do you remember Oscar, who used to play for Chelsea back in the day? Who he's, he had that he had the Brazilian flair where he could turn it on on occasion, but he worked. Sorry, I keep doing the sniffing as well. By the way, I'm still I'm not completely out of the woods, but I know it sounds rank, but I can't be bothered to edit it out. <laughs> but Oscar, he used to be like be able to just battle in that in that sort of final third for Chelsea, and it's funny because he was such a, like it was a pretty sort of small guy. He was a diminutive figure, but like I say, he just used to battle in that final third and just make it easier for the other attacking, for the players attacking around him and just to cause problems in the opposition half, to draw them back, to not just let them completely kind of control their own half and build on top of that. Being able to disrupt and kind of harry and press and I love that. I really, really love that. Um... I think having Richarlison there, yep, he still wasn't quite up to his best, but I think we're starting to see a better Kulusevski as well. Kulusevski having a bit more freedom, a bit more space to move around in. Richarlison keeping them occupied, I, d- I don't know. I really like it, but I'm just uh, I'm just buzzing about that. I'm really, really happy. Anybody that's listened to this for years now will know. Obviously, hate Arsenal. Arsenal are our biggest rivals. But owing to where I've grown up, owing to sort of just what they are as a football club, the values that many of their fans espouse, you know, it's not all of them. There are plenty of decent people, I'm sure, who support Chelsea. They should probably ask themselves a few questions while they do support Chelsea. But, you know, you've got shit elements in every single fan base. There's a significant shit element in Chelsea's fan base. And... Just to to not be the team that allows them any joy this season. We took it away from them at Stamford Bridge, where they fucking sing We Hate Tottenham before every game. That's how fucking Tim Pot they are. And they pretend like they're above us, but they're still so rattled by us. And today, sitting in 10th place, they haven't won a game in any competition, I think, since the middle of January... And we're not the ones to break that. We still don't let them have it. They leave empty-handed. There's been... just a mad statistic that we're talking about on Sky Sports. No nil-nils at the Tottenham Hotspur... Well, at White Hart Lane or the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium since 2017. Bonkers. Um, but none today. 2-0 to Spurs. We're in the top four. Ah, oh, it's just good, right? It's good. The, the crowd are in good voice. The players are up for it. And Stellini, the Stellini wagon, the Stellini train. Should we give him a train? Let's give him a train. I think he deserves a train. The Stellini Mason train. Stellini driving the train. Mason shoveling the coal, maybe. Should we do it that way? Or does the bloke that shovels the coal drive it as well? What do you have to do? What? what Driving a train, it's just basic forwards and stop, isn't it? Like, um, the train rolls on. 
train rolls on. Antonio, mate, I hope you're uh, I hope you're well. But please, you know, it's been hard away from your family. Just stay with them, you know. Enjoy. Family is a precious gift. Enjoy it, you know. Enjoy your time with them. We are doing just fine. That's a bit crass, isn't it? Sorry. I do apologise. It's not very nice to do that. <laughs> oh, by the way, I've uh, let me know if you hear any difference in this. I bought like a, um, like basically like a, uh, a soundproofing, shock-absorbing shield thing. It attaches to my microphone arm. You know those sort of foam things that you'd see normally in a proper studio? You see them all over the walls, right? It sort of absorbs the sound. It stops the sound from reverbing, I guess, off of the walls and creating a well a reverb but what this does this is like it's like a, a basically like a sheet that hangs down off of the microphone arm behind the microphone um there's a part of me that thinks it probably won't do anything but i'll be interested to know if you can if you can hear a difference in this podcast please let me know um but yeah i'm feeling better spurs are looking good that's another win it would be pretty fantastic, right, to finish in the top four again. And it's it's by no means a given yet. It isn't. Liverpool are going to be breathing down our necks. Um, Newcastle will be breathing down our necks to the end. It was a touch. Palace did as a did as a favour yesterday against Liverpool. Um, but there's a long way to go. But at this point in time, being sat in the top four, not too long to go in the season... I mean, that's pretty fantastic, right? I don't know. Let's not get ahead of ourselves, but I think the club needs it as well, right? We need the top four. We need the revenue. If we want to keep spending, we want to keep buying players. We've got to, uh, we've got to keep finishing that top four. Um, but let's see what happens, right? Let's do, uh, let's do the players. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Fraser Forster. I was going to tweet. I'm going to tweet it now, actually. I've got it saved in my draft, but I didn't want to... Um, I didn't want to jinx it, basically. Um, I'll read you the tweet as I send it out. Drafts. Forster looks better with every game he plays. Almost like the first couple of matches after months on the bench aren't a great yardstick to judge him by. 
I thought Fraser Forster was brilliant today. Whenever he was called into action, he was there. His distribution was spot on. Um, there was that one chance in particular when the ball broke through. I can't remember who it was that was on the end of it. It might have been Havertz, I think, was breaking through. Forster was alert to it. He was quick off his line. He got down fast as well. It was one of the big criticisms of, of him that he doesn't get down quickly. <coughs> Apologies. He doesn't get down quickly, but he did. Smothered the ball well. Um, there was that other opportunity right at the, st- in the first half when he kind of parried it out and Davis managed to clear it. Maybe on another day, João Felix would have been on the end of it, but he was ball watching. He wasn't really reading the game. I do actually quite like João Felix. You know, I think he's a, I think he's a he's a decent little player. I actually think he would work quite well at Spurs. Um, but whatever, it's not going to happen, is it? Well, I don't know. We've been linked to him quite a few times, so I'd assume it's somebody that we have been eyeing up. See if we can try and get a deal there. I'd assume we've got an all right relationship with Atletico Madrid after, you know, Trippier, Doherty. They seem to keep coming back to us. Um, I don't know. Don't need to worry about that at the moment. But Fraser Forster, I thought a a really, really good performance from him today. Really impressed. Um, Look, I'm not missing Hugo Lloris at the moment, to be honest. So I'm not saying Fraser Forster is our is our keeper going forwards but it shows you that there can be life after Lloris and I think the fact that Fraser Forster really let's be honest he's not an average he's not an average keeper he's not he uh, in my opinion he's an above average keeper he's probably a squad player I would say he could get into the match day squad for probably any team in the top six any team in the division does he start for any team in the division obviously not but I think the fact that Fraser Forster can come in and you're sort of splitting hairs between him and Lloris. Says more about where Lloris is at now as opposed to Fraser Forster actually being like really, really good and somebody that we should rely on going forwards. And I don't mean that as a slight against him. I think he's doing a really good job. My ultimate point in all of this has always been that we need a proper replacement for Hugo Lloris. We just, we need that. Yeah, has to happen, has to come. It should have come way before now. It hasn't done, but now this is this is what we need. Um, Clement Longley, look, you know, I'm the first to dig him out. I thought he was brilliant today. I thought he had a really good game. I thought he was collected defensively. Um, I thought he marshaled his area well. And I thought every time he was on the ball, he, he used it well. He brought that kind of that calming, kind of cooler, composed presence at the back that when he is at his best, he does manage to bring to the team. Um, and taking the ball forwards, he distributed it well, I thought, when he when he needed to, basically. Um, a good performance from him. A really, a really good performance from him. Really happy with him. Um, it's good to see. Eric Dyer. I thought Eric Dyer was really good today. I genuinely thought he was brilliant. I thought he was particularly, I thought he was commanding in the air. Okay. I think it's probably easy to be command. in all fairness. It's probably easy to be commanding in the air when, what, you're facing off against Havertz. I mean, Havertz is a fairly big guy. He's 
over six foot, I would guess, but he's quite slight. Um, and then behind that, you want what Ziek, Felix, and Raheem Sterling. Um, you know, they're not exactly aerial beasts, any of them. So you would expect to see uh, Eric Dyer being his element there, but still, he, he I thought he did a good job. I thought, again, he marshaled his area particularly well. Um, like I say, brilliant in the air. I thought he was alert to most danger. And I just thought he kept his head his head sort of screwed on, you know? Again, like I was saying of the other week, um, I think in the West Ham game where, you know, where you want Eric Dyer to set his baseline, if he can bring that up, that's when you've got a better player. I think Eric Dyer at his best is a really good defender. I still don't think he's the best option for us. Yes, we can definitely upgrade on him. Cost us money, but we definitely can and probably should. But if Eric Dyer can bring his baseline up, we have a very good player. And I don't think that needs to be some controversial take. You know, I I understand hyperbole. I understand hyperbole in football conversations. You know, I chuck enough of it about myself. But... Really, when we do take that step back from it, Eric Dyer's a good squad player. And, you know, he was, I thought he was decent today, you know. He was, again, he was kind of one of the one of the, the captains, if you like, one of the generals. Um, do we count it as an assist for Harry Kane as well? I guess we do, because it was, it was a decent header. Um, he, you know, he, he got up, to that well I was a bit worried it was going to be disallowed VAR felt like doing us a favour on this occasion I, I, I you know I, I was thinking it was going to go um, that they weren't going to allow it but great good pass across to Kane Kane I mean it was more about Kane that who was just alert found the space and just pulled off again the type of finish that we just take for granted you know the ball was going behind him but he still managed to contort his body and slot it in but I'll talk about Kane a bit more in a bit his battery at Dyer, good performance today, good game. Christian Romero, I thought brilliant today, brilliant again. Um, like he has been lately, he's got his head switched on now. I think the World Cup is behind him. Hopefully, you know his kind of his his mind being with Argentina and everything is it, it's not there for now. Basically, um, he's won his World Cup. He's got it tattooed on his leg. Now, the lad seems to be focused on doing his job at Tottenham and he's doing it well. He, For a player who is as young as he is, just the the, the cojones, <laughs> the the front on him um, is is superb. He's, he's just got the lot. He really does have the lot. And I think, you know, okay, he... He's always going to have that kind of question mark over him with sort of like funny yellow cards and, you know, maybe needless yellow cards. But the older he gets, the more he'll hopefully learn to kind of control that side of him, of his game. You don't want to sort of iron this stuff out of like young players too much because part of no, that's sometimes part of what makes them. Um, so... Good performance from him today. Good performances of late from him. Um, I just I love him when he's like this. When he's in this type of form, he's he's direct. He really supports the midfield. He gets back, supports defence. Obviously, well, does his job in defence. He's. 
I, he's just an athlete. Like he's he's a pure athlete, and technically he's a good defender. Not the best in the air. Again, I think that's something I've noticed about him previously. But whatever. If he's out there on the right hand side of defence, doesn't really matter as much. Especially when you have a player like Eric Dyer, who is for all his sins, pretty much always been a very good player in the air. Um, great performance from Christian Romero today. Long may this continue because when he's in this type of form, he just looks like, I'll say it, one of the best defenders in the division. I really, I, I stand by that and I really believe that. He's a brilliant, brilliant player. Ben Davies, again, fantastic performance left wing back, I thought. Um, there's not much more I can say about him um, other than what I said, kind of. The last time I spoke about him, that he is, you know, probably a player that's wildly taken for granted. I've seen a lot of kind of 300 appearances that shows you how sort of how much of a joke we are as a club and all this. I really don't agree. I would. I was saying to a mate before, hello, George, if you're listening, um, you probably are because you always dig me out for bigging up Oliver Skip on here. If, uh, you know, I said to him and I stand by this that Ben Davies gets into the match day squad of any team in the division. Um, I think he's a really good player. You know, so I don't think the fact he's played 300 games for us is is a bad thing at all. I, You know, I get it. He's, as you know, as I say again, Bardi says, boiled chicken and everything, which he maintains is not an insult and I didn't think it was it's just kind of you know he is what he is he's he's versatile he's that but he's not flashy it's not that interesting and I agree with that like that, that's that's the point I'm, I'm I'm not trying to make the point that Ben Davies is some revelation he's some exciting kind of bombastic player that marshals the wing gets up and down and no he's not that it's not bums off seats you're not going to hear the Aaron Lennon clicking of seats going up are you when Ben Davies is on the ball but there's so few occasions in which Ben Davies causes us to just be really furious and really annoyed with him. I just, I, I don't see it. I think he's he's really good and he was really good again today. He's, these past couple of performances have been pretty much better than anything that even Perisic has done all season. I, I, I you know, soz, Ivan, but, you know, Ben Davies, I think his, his deliveries pretty good he reads the play really well and he just doesn't stop running his fitness is pretty obscene he uh he just seems to keep going and going and going i think he's solid um he gets stuck in i just think he's got a lot going for him you know i think he's really good at basically everything but maybe not exceptional at anything but i don't mind that. I don't mind having players like that in our squad. Because, like I say, most of the successful, the best, most successful teams in all my years of watching the Premier League have always had players like that. They've always had players like that. And if we continue to add players like Pedro Porro, on top of that, on the bedrock of players like Ben Davies and Eric Dyer, Pierre Milhoibier, then we're laughing, you know? Pierre Mahoybier, 
very good performance today. Very disciplined. I mean, and Ruben Loftus-Cheek, I think, has always been a very good player. He's just been particularly unfortunate with injuries. Um, so, you know, probably won't ever be the player that he could have been. But he was a, he was such a prospect. He was such a talent, I thought, when he was younger. Um and he's still good, isn't you know? He's he's starting for Chelsea. He's, uh, you know, well, I mean, they are tenth in the league, so <laughs> I don't know how far that goes. But Enzo Fernandez, you know, just come off the back of a successful World Cup campaign, just been signed for what 120 million. Kept quiet by Pierre Mihoibier today. Um, I'm surprised that I guess they sort of played that Jao Felix and Hakim Ziyech. In, I would guess, a sort of kind of roaming midfield attacking third role. But still, they didn't think to, Potter didn't think to overload Skip and Hoybier. To be fair, Skip and Hoybier are both pretty tireless workers. So I would imagine it is quite hard to overload them in that sense. I guess there comes a limit when, you know, if you have particularly skillful players around somebody, you can keep playing around them just by sheer virtue of having more bodies in there. Um, but Skip and Hoybier, the pair of them, seem to chase every single ball. Hoybier, no exception today. I thought he was dogged. Um, it wasn't one of his like prettier performances in terms of like the nice sort of passing and stuff that we've seen him do on occasion. But what it was was dogged. It was determined. He didn't let Chelsea have a minute on the ball. Um, he only kept the sort of the supply going to either Skip or to our wings. Um, and to, to Richarlison, who dropped back quite a bit as well. Um, good performance from him today. Really good. And, you know, it's the type of games where players like Hoybier, um are invaluable, really. Um, he was very unlucky, actually. He hit the post with that, that opportunity. I think Fafana just did enough to divert it, of course. Would have been interesting to see if Kepa would have gotten to it if it, if it hadn't taken that deflection, if it was a deflection that... Kind of pushed it away from Kepa, but in turn onto the post. Guess we'll never know. Um, but great performance from him today. Well done, that man. Oliver Skip. Oliver Skippy. Skip. Double ripper. <laughs> what a goal, mate. What a goal. Absolutely fantastic. First goal for Tottenham, apparently. I'm not sure if that's first Premier League. Charlotte and I were debating this. If it was f first Premier League goal, um, she seemed to think there was another goal somewhere. Maybe there is in the FA Cup or a League Cup or something like that. I obviously took the opportunity to mansplain to her that that, that was his first um, senior goal. Probably, uh, maybe maybe he scored in the under-16s or something. Uh, that's his first goal. That's his first goal. All right, trust me. Trust me, babe. All right. Um but whatever, I mean, what a goal. What a finish, what a goal. And it was lovely. I love it when you see the ball bounce. Like just, It just took that lovely bounce in front of me. When he made the tackle, he made the challenge on the edge of the box. I'm not sure who it was that he robbed on the edge of the box. And you just saw it bounce in front of him at that right height. And you just thought, is he going to? Is he going to? Go on. And he did. And oh, the bend. I love it. I love it when footballers twat a ball like that with the sort of like, with the, fucking laces they just put their f foot through it you just see it bend and curve like that it's oh 
delicious, absolutely delicious to score a screamer against them as well. At a time in the game when I was thinking after after all the shit that happened in the first, I haven't even spoken about that. All the shit at the end of the first half, I was just like, fuck, that's it. You know, I know the, the referees are bent today. Atterwell is not in control of this match. How did Ziyech not get a red card? I'm still incensed about that. How the fuck Ziyech didn't get a red card? Like, if you if you didn't think, if you thought it was just a, Even the excuse, right, that, oh, well, actually, he's gone to shove him, which he shouldn't be doing anyway. He's gone to aggressively shug, shrug, shove him, but he's missed him and shoved him in the face. So, whoopsie-daisy. Well, no, but, I mean, the point is, he's gone to lay hands on the other player and he's hit him in the face. In, in in any other season, any other game, whenever. That's a red card. Always has been. The fact he gave the red card and then went and looked at the monitor. Come on, man. What the fuck? Like, it was such nonsense. And if that was, if, if that was just a yellow card, what about the yellow card for the initial challenge? It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. And I was sure that Ziyech was going to score the winner in that game and we were going to be bemoaning that. But... Skippy, basically start of the second half, pops up with that. You could see how delighted he was, how delighted everyone else was for him. As my old mucker Ben Haynes said the other day in his tweet, this is a lad who has not only come for our academy, who would sit on the terraces with his dar, season ticket holder. He properly is a Tottenham boy. He gives everything for the shirt every time he's on the pitch. And he's just, he's gone out of fashion because he's been injured for a while. But just let's not forget the fact that before he did get injured, he was looking fantastic. He's, we moan, we piss and moan about no players coming through our academy. That the academy's not fit for purpose. But that's another. He's another Premier League quality player who, again, most teams in the league would have skip. They absolutely would. Look at him. Like... He's a talented, talented footballer. He's 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 brilliant. And it's a shame that it's taken Bentancur being having this horrific injury. Horrific injury. He's not going to be back till September at the earliest. And you know, you can't help but think that I I don't want to I don't want to feel this way. I'm just it is how I feel. You can't help but feel that that's that's it for Bentancur, really. Like, you know? He's he's gonna have a he's gonna have a career, but is he going to be at the level that he's been at? I don't, I, probably not, right? He's, at, he's going to have a long time out of the game, horrible injury like that, in a particularly demanding place of the pitch on which he plays, a uh, style of play that is pretty physical, pretty elegant. <coughs> his sort of his, his constant turn of like direction, turn of pace. Is he going to have that with an after an ACL? I don't know. And it is a shame to see that Skip is only getting minutes because of an injury to Ben Tanker, a serious injury, but this is where we're at. He is getting those minutes now. And long may it continue. Um, I do get it. I get it. You can't you can't really take Hoybeer out of out of this team. He is a senior player. He's got a lot of experience and he's a good player. He is a good player. Um for the greater good, overall, maybe you could say it's better for 
Saar and Skip to be playing together. And I'd, I'd probably be pushing for that more if we hadn't have forced our way back into the top four conversation. But here we are. We are we're firmly in that conversation. And there's a lot to play for now this season. Um, but I do like the fact we have Skip and Saar, two young, hungry, talented midfielders there who complement one another very well. Um be nice to have a more creative player to slot in alongside or just sort of in front of the pair of them. And basically an Ericsson, do you know what I mean? Um, I've actually, do you know what? Considering I've dug him out so much in the past, I've completely warmed to the idea of James Madison, which is annoying because he's probably, he's going to end up at Newcastle this summer, right? You'd imagine. Um, but I suddenly the thought of Madison in there with like those two playing in the team, I actually think, you know what, could probably work quite well. But, you know, it's not going to happen now. He's, I think it's the world's worst kept secret that he'll be off to Newcastle. So that's that. Um, but Oliver Skip for now, we're talking about Oliver Skip and that's a, it's, it's a great performance from him. Really, really good. Fantastic. Keep it up, Skippy. Very happy for you. Emerson Royale, great performance again today. The man is, he's screwed his head on firmly, good and proper. Um, maybe this is the player that, you know, Blair Dunlop, friend of the show, um, he watches, is it Saucier Dad? I think it's Saucier, hang on. Saucier Dad. Um... No, Betis, isn't it? Is it Betis that he came from? Betis, uh, Emerson, Royale. Yeah. He uh, he played for Betis and Blair liked him. And I remember when I was digging him out not long ago, Blair was like, he's a good player, mate. Like, stop fucking having a go at him. Right, stop being a gobshite for once in your life, and just understand that maybe he's taking a bit of time to adapt and whatever. And I, you know, it's hard to say if it's the signing of Pedro Porro that's meant that Emerson Morales switched his head on, like switched it on, screwed it on, whatever you want to, whatever hackneyed analogy you want to use. But he's there now, he's performing, and he's performing bloody well, like. He just, he looks so solid. He looks so, so solid. Um, his final ball was good. <sighs> yeah, what more can I say? I just think he, the, the lad is is brilliant and long may it continue. Um, Richardson, I was talking about him at the top, so I'll just be brief on him. The fella, I think, it's, it's lovely to see him starting games just now. It should have been sooner. Sonny's not had a great season, but it doesn't mean that Sonny's a bad player. You know, Sonny's a fantastic player. He's a, he's a club legend. You know, <laughs> you look at the amount of goals he scored, he's he's outscoring nearly all of our modern day goal scorers now. I think he's almost caught up to Defoe even, which is madness. You know, he's just, he's played in the same era as Harry Kane, which is kind of unfortunate for him, but... I, we don't need to look at it that way. The pair of them are the greatest partnership in Premier League history. 
think it'll be a long time before anyone breaks that. But, you know, he's getting older. He is. And we don't need to jump on the whole Sonny's awful, he's shit, he's spent, he's this, he's that. As I said, right? As I said, soothsayer over here said several months ago, probably weeks ago, we just need to use him differently. That's all. And the way we're using him right now, I really, really like it. You know? I really, really like it. Like, it's it's good. Um, Richarlison just doesn't, doesn't let up. He doesn't let up. I love him. I fucking love the fella. I honestly, I really, really do. I love how gutted he was leaving the pitch today without a goal. Fucking fuming, you know? It's what you want. It's what you want from your players. How long have we had these meek showing some players? Like, I don't want to start this culture war again, but Ndombele, you know? Just fucking rolling off the pitch. Couldn't give a fuck, you know? Player with that ability that he has. All that talent. And he just couldn't give a shit. And you see Richarlison now just like... He's so fuming. He's so livid. Like, I love him, man. I see why Everton, like, adored him. And for me, like, he is that player that if and when Kane does go or if and when Sonny hangs his boots up or leaves or whatever, I think he can kind of like take some of that pain away. He can really be like one of those main guys for us. I hope he stays at this club for a very long time. Richarlison's the type of player, man, that I, I honestly, honestly think Real Madrid would sign. Oh, Benzema's getting a bit old. Let's get Richarlison in, you know? He's just, he's got that Galactico shine about him. He's. We saw that goal he scored in the World Cup. We can see what he's capable of. Just give him more games. Give him more time. Be patient with him. Like you're telling me that if Emerson Royale can be turning out performances like he is right now, right, that Richarlison can't be absolutely killing it for us. The lad is clearly dynamite. He's brilliant. Like I just, I love him. I really love what he's about. Um, like it's it's a different type of, but like. I don't think I've loved like a Tottenham player. Do you know what? I tell you what just makes such sense to me is like how much him and Romero like clashed because they're the same type of lad. Like they just got that like, you know, the caliente, like the fire in their blood, that South American like fucking just go for it kind of thing. They're just, oh, they, they just, just dogs, and I love him. Um, what I was saying is, like, I, I, you know, I, 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 I love him more than any sort of Tottenham player we signed in a very long time. But it's a different type. I'm not saying, you know, that I don't love like players like Kulusevski and Bentenko and stuff. I do, but it's just something about Richarlison that makes it so easy to just be like, "Go on, Richie lad!" Like the fact he seems like a good lad as well. You know, jump into the sort of defence of that. The the person on Twitter, the artist, who was having a work dug out by he who shall not be named, did that particularly nasty jibe about it, forced her off of Twitter. Richarlison himself sharing it, saying how much he loved it, just bringing that positivity to it, man. You know, like the way he kind of like he is 
socially conscious in Brazil. You know, he's he's lovely. He's he's like seen as like I think like the Brazilian Rashford. Do you know what I mean? Like he's 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 just he's a good kid, man. He's a good guy to like get behind. You know, like. I'm always the first to fucking talk about football as being pieces of shit and that they're, oh, you know, they're just wired differently. They can't really be expected to worry about the same things as us, the great unwashed, out, you know, tending to the fields. They, uh, he, he, he sort of flies in the face of that though, you know, and he's just, he's, he's a, he's a good guy, man. And he gives a shit. And you need players like that. You need players like that. Players like that are the ones that make the difference in like fucking cup finals and stuff. Don't start getting fucking bent out of shape because, oh, he ain't scored a goal yet in the Premier League. And I was just fucking, just look a bit bigger than that. Like, you know, we've got players that score goals. We've got fucking Harry Kane on the team. You don't need to worry about that. 18 Premier League goals again this season. 20 double figures again. 20. He's going to have 20 plus goals again. For another season for Tottenham. We don't need to worry about Richarlison scoring goals or not. That added sort of like punch, that bite he gives us. You can just get behind that. I, I literally said I wasn't going to go on that long about Richarlison. I think I've just spent about 25 minutes talking about him. Good player. Good lad. He's the sort of player that you would like... You would love to... And you can imagine... You remember like Sandro a few years back? I think some Spurs players, like some Spurs fans, sent him like a DM on Instagram or something like that. Sent him like a DM on Instagram or on Twitter or something saying, oh yeah, look, we're having this house party in North London. And I think it just, like, Sandro just fucking like rocked up with a guitar and like partied with all these like fans. Um, it's pretty mad. You can you can see it. So I, I've, I've, Please correct me if I'm wrong, but I do have a vague recollection that this is something that happened, right? There might be more to this story. Maybe there's probably something, you know, there's probably some misery to this. It was some PR stunt or whatever, but I don't think it was. I do think it was just a fortuitous thing that happened. And you can just see Richarlison being that type of guy, you know, the sort of guy that would just show up and like have a laugh. I just, I don't know. I think he's a good lad. I like having him in, having him in the team. If I hadn't made that point clear enough already. Dejan Kulisevsky better today again he faded from the match he's not I don't think he's fully fit still um but we're seeing more from him now he's starting to kind of we saw flashes he was one of the few bright sparks in that first half I thought he um was looking to make opportunities he just feels like things aren't quite as instinctive as they were when he was kind of at his absolute pomp. He's not playing with that same freedom. He's not kind of trusting himself as much to be that difference maker. But hopefully it will come back. You know, I tell you one thing I've noticed, right? There's quite a few opportunities. It's not just me. I've seen a few people tweeting about this as well. He doesn't seem to be liking the idea of having a shot. I don't know if there's anything in the type of injury he's got, the type of whatever knock it was he had previously or what he might still be carrying, the type of pain he's feeling, the way in which he trusts his body or doesn't. I'm sure there's there's people who know about this stuff way more than I do that may be able to give you a more comprehensive idea or understanding of what he could be potentially nursing. But to me, it, it just feels a bit suspect that he's not really shooting. You know, he, he kind of makes that opportunity, gets that angle 
where we've seen him in the past just have a crack at it, and he's not doing that at the moment. Um, and that's kind of where he's falling down a little bit. He's, he's just kind of dwelling in possession, just in those little in those little moments. Sometimes he dwells a little bit where he wasn't previously, and that's where he like looked so exceptional for us. Because he just played with that, like I said, that freedom to just make the difference. And he's not doing that at the moment. But still, at his baseline, at his core, he's a very talented footballer. He reads the game particularly well. His touch is fantastic. He's strong on the ball. He's hard to get off of the ball. He's got such an understanding with Harry Kane. He's just, you know, he's fantastic. Let's just just keep giving him patience and you know hopefully I, I I feel like with Kulisevsky it's either maybe going to be next season when he's had like a summer to fully recuperate or maybe it will just be towards the end of the season when he's just gotten more match fitness more, more kind of match sharpness hopefully we'll see towards the like the real business end right at the end of the season bang it's going to click for him and suddenly we're going to be like fucking yes Kulisevsky's back as well fantastic Harry Kane, um, fairly quiet game by his standards, but a great performance. Drops back those the way he spreads the play is just beautiful. The way he strikes the ball is just phenomenal. He is just a phenomenal, phenomenal, world class, incredible, legendary, brilliant footballer. He just is, and. He makes everything look so easy. There was that little opportunity, I think, in the first half when he kind of got the ball and he skinned a couple of players in the box and about literally it took about three players crowding around him in Chelsea's box for for the ball to go out. He just makes stuff look so effortless. Um, his touch, his passing, all of it. He's just he's the best player I've ever seen in a Tottenham shirt. The goal he scored today, he made it look easy, but still, like I say, it wasn't. He found the space really well. He still, I still, I find it so bizarre how an opposition player can be trying to defend a corner and just let Harry Kane, Harry Kane, get any sort of (coughs) space outside of inside of the box. How can you lose him? Would you not be just on him? But still, it seems to happen so much. He just beguiles opponents. I don't know what he does, but he's he's got it, man. And he, he ran into that space, created the option for Dyer to flick the ball onto. And Dyer did his best. No, no sight on Dyer, but still the ball was going behind him a bit. Managed to contort his body and just send the goal. Send the ball goalwards. At a time when we definitely needed that second goal. Chelsea were starting to edge back into it a little bit. They were literally just about to bring on Mudrick. You know, a hundred million pound flair. Generational talent, so we're told. I was starting to think, ah, this is it. This is when they equalise. This is when Ziyech equalises after he should have been sent off the pitch. But Harry Kane puts the ball in the back of the net. 18th Premier League goal which of course 
by any reasonable standard should be seen as obscene, but Erling Haaland is tearing up the fucking song sheet on that one at the moment. So, you know, I tell you, I know I would rather, I would rather have Harry Kane. You could ask me any, I think really you ask any team, would they rather have Harry Kane or Erling Haaland? They've got to say Harry Kane. He's just, in that moment, he's the better player. He just is. He's the better footballer. I know people are going to go on semantically about like, well, actually, only Ireland's younger, so you can have more years. And I like, fuck off. I'm just talking about in the moment, all right? Stop being churlish. Grow up and admit that Harry Kane is way better than Erling Haaland. Any team in the world has Harry Kane. And he's ours. He's our best ever player. He's our greatest ever goal scorer we're so lucky he does it again um Pedro Porro didn't really get enough chance nice to see him come on but you know wasn't really enough to say anything about him Son again didn't, wasn't really on for long but I've you know thought he was all right for now um Chelsea would just you know we weren't really in that phase of play now, were we? I mean, hopefully it would have been nice if Son could have stretched them a bit, but he wasn't really on the pitch for long. You know, there was nothing really of note in Son's performance since he came on. But there we have it. Um, <clears throat> sorry about the coughing. Sorry about the sniffing. Hopefully I'm human enough now to do a pod tomorrow or you know in the start of the week anyway get a decent guest on we can talk talk ball um thanks for 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 sticking with it though um thanks for listening um had a lot of quite a few messages actually of late from various different people just thanking me for doing this pod Great, I'm glad you appreciate it. Thanks for reaching out and letting me know that. It does mean a lot. I am just a bloke that records something, you know. <laughs> I'm not I'm not backed by any competition like competition, corporation or anything like that. I'm, you know, I'm just doing this off my own back and it's good to know that people like it. So I appreciate that. Thank you for letting me know. Um Yeah. Um you can you can support the show if you want, but whatever. If you don't want to, it doesn't matter. Fine. Up to you. Um, on the Buy Me A Coffee website, link it in bio on the Twitter page. Um, please, what you can do, what's always appreciated, on Reddit or wherever you want to share it, Twitter, like it on YouTube. I put it on YouTube as well. Not of any video like not me talking or anything feels a bit Mark Goldbridge um I've been I've got told to to do that maybe like you know do like a stream alongside the the game but you know I appreciate you trying to modernize me lads and bring me more up to date with stuff but I just it's just not for me that really um doing that sort of thing I just I, I quite like to enjoy the game. Um what I might do maybe next year. I do, you know, I work freelance and stuff like that, so I'm not above earning money where I can. 
Um, maybe I'll do. I, I don't know about. I, I'm 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 loath to do paywalled stuff, but maybe I do. I wouldn't do any. I I keep this from behind a paywall to keep the main pod. Maybe I'll do some extra stuff on the side that if people enjoy just hearing me talk about shit, maybe I'll do you know more like pre-match things or just talking about other st- do you know what I mean trying to find features talking about like you know best games in history and all, all that type of stuff you know maybe maybe a more complete magazine type package we'll see let me know if you if that would be of interest to anybody I know everybody's got about 15 million patreon subscriptions and stuff at the moment but so you know whatever um but this won't these post-match ones aren't going to go behind anything i haven't even created a paywall i don't know why i'm talking about this it's just you know just turning into a cold cold hard capitalist guys you know i've got my monocle on my top hat my big cigar sat here behind my microphone now with the sound absorbing panel you know it's kind of like do you ever remember at the end of if anyone played Red Dead Redemption 2 when you've seen kind of like the the creeping tendrils of modernization when they created that what was New Orleans, I believe, but you see it suddenly going from the mountains and the woodlands and all this, and suddenly you see a city, you see industry, you see, you know, smoking towers and cobbled streets and machinery. There's no escape. There's no escape from modernization. Where I used to go to school, there's a there's a there's, there's an old like cricket green um, in the local town, not far, and there's a big petition going on at the moment because there's like uh, Aldi or Lidl want to build a supermarket in this like quaint little Surrey hamlet, and uh, you know. That's that's what this sound absorbing shield behind my microphone is, you know. That, that the, the the blocks of progress, the building blocks of progress are there. I put that down, and now I'm talking about paywalls. I'm talking about patrons. I'm becoming one of them. So, uh, you know, I hope you have enjoyed this one. It was still some small minor indie production, but sorry, kid. No, I don't know. I, I, I'm not even sure if I'll do it. Like I say, I'm not. Just let me know if you think it would be of interest to you. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put this behind it. I wouldn't put the main pod. But maybe I'll do some other shit. You know, some other shit. That's really selling it, isn't it? Whatever. Thanks for listening. Get me used booze. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.